Welcome aboard, space travelers. Please lower your harness and keep your hands and arms inside the vehicle at all times. Prepare for blast-off. Hello and welcome to another edition of Discover DLP with myself, Nick. And myself, Paul. And I'm not sure who should have done the introduction this month, but I hit record, so there you go. How are you doing, buddy? <laughs> Good, not too bad. It's It seems like an age since we last recorded together on any platform. Well, yeah, it does. And that's why uh, I was listening to Universal After Dark earlier. And you mentioned yep. about us putting another episode of this out. I thought, oh, when did we last record one? So I thought, uh, no time like the present. <laughs> yeah. You did, yeah. No, you... we we did kind of discuss going going more than one episode a month. And mm. it just kind of felt like it was time soon as we hadn't, hadn't recorded. So Yeah, and that's it. I think, you know, obviously when there's uh, like a big announcement or something like that that comes out, we'll, we'll obviously try and jump on it as soon as possible. That's the, the freedom we've now got. But uh, yeah, I mean, we're going to do at least one episode a month anyway. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we were quite lucky, actually, I suppose, that there was only kind of really a couple of new stories to talk about. Um, and then and something just fell in our laps today. So it worked out yeah. well that um, we were going to get together. So uh, I suppose, should we start with the oldest News. Yeah, I suppose so. So to be fair, a lot of it's not that old anyway. <laughs> no, oh no, we're talking like weeks rather than yeah, and and, and less than weeks, like week rather than months. But yeah, uh, yeah the um, Phantom Manor finally reopened after numerous delays. Yeah, uh, roughly about eighteen months it's taken in the end. Yeah, I think did it close in the? I think it just closed just after Christmas, didn't it? Yeah originally so like early january and uh, yeah so it was 17 months it was supposed to be i think originally they were talking about 10 months yeah then that got because we thought it might be open again for halloween yeah then that got pushed back to january which is gonna be 12 months and then it the date kind of slipped and there wasn't any kind of firm dates it all got a bit weird yeah and it seemed like there was some problems like things weren't working the way they wanted them to work. Uh, I'd heard rumours that the um, the Doom Buggies weren't working properly. Oh, interesting. Um, which was one of the, the reasons for the, for the delay, where they've they kind of changed some bits and pieces of it that the, the, the track wasn't sitting properly. Whether that was true, I don't know, but I did, did hear a, a little rumour that that might have been the reason for most of the delay. And they did a they did a weird kind of soft opening for certain yeah. people. So a pass holder, it was, well, it was a special pass holder preview night. Yeah. But there was a little soft opening before that even. And yeah. then it officially reopened, I think, was it the fourth? Yes. Yeah. Ish. Um, but yeah, so there was kind of like a stunted 
uh, soft reopening of it. And there were a few breakdowns, of course, <laughs> as, yeah. as to be expected. We should expect, certainly with with new effects and, and things like that, there's going to be teething problems once they're, they're running continuously. Yeah, because I suppose there's a big difference between, you know, running an attraction and running an attraction with guests. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not necessarily going to be as smooth once it's done that. And I would say, so, you know, to be, to be candid, uh, neither of us have actually been there since uh, the reopening. You're going quite no. soon, aren't you? I'm going September. I thought you was going in June. No, we we thought about maybe doing something. I'd thought about going for to see the end of the summer of heroes or yes. the season of heroes, but it just doesn't work out. We've been so busy and I'm studying and, and things like that. So it just hasn't worked out. So go and see the end game again, rather than go and see the end of summer of uh, superheroes. Yeah. Well, I probably <laughs> will be going to see it and game again in a couple of weeks. I think if you're it's not, still around, Yeah, you're not, you're not missing out too much. There's only a few no. bits that are, are really good and they're not worth traveling yeah. just for that. Um, but uh, yeah, I, might, I actually might be possibly going in September myself. Um, we'll, we'll see about that. There's some rumblings at the moment. But um, yeah, so we, neither of us have actually uh, gone on it. I have uh, Ben, who I do pop off the dark with sometimes. He's gone. He went to the the pass holder night. I actually had a ticket to go to the pass holder night as like not even as a pass holder. I actually got a ticket as a shareholder. So they released tickets to pass holders and they went really quickly. And then they sent an email out a few hours later to shareholders and there was an allocation of tickets for shareholders. So I did get some just in case I managed to to get myself there. But I, like as is usual with these kind of things, Disney gave you a very small window to actually yeah. get yourself booked up. And, you know, logistically and financially, I just couldn't justify it. Not for the opening of like reopening of an attraction. Yeah. Uh, it just wasn't worth it. And the night itself that I would be going to was a Tuesday. It's just not a night for me to go. You yeah. Know, I have to take two days out of work and, you know, I just thought, no, I, I, I'll wait to see it when I get there. I'm sure it'll be open. So, um, but I've spoken to Ben. Um, he, he really likes the changes and yeah. he liked the you know the, the the new version of it. I would say generally it's been quite a mixed reaction. Yeah, I would say so. I think people were were disappointed in certain things that weren't there anymore. Um, so much so that some of it did actually get changed back. Um, there was some music when they first opened that has now reverted back to its original. Oh, I didn't realise that. Yeah. Um, because there was a, a fuss kicked up about it. Mm. Um, was that the, the ballroom scene? Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's reverted back to its original music. Um, other than that, I, I don't think there's been much bad stuff said about it. I think it's kind of, oh, it's there. That's it now. It's back in work and action again and not massively disappointed, I don't think. I don't think I just don't think people are particularly impressed. Yeah. Such. I, I think there's there's been a obviously a lot of expectation and I I think 
Disney are guilty of kind of fanning the flames on it because they kept revealing more and more information about what you know what you're going to see in this new experience and what they'd changed and you know they they uh, had released uh, the audio of the the new narration at the beginning of the attraction which brought yeah. back uh, Vincent Price who yeah. as we've talked about on here I know for sure uh, had originally recorded it. It was one of his last, uh, well, performances of anything uh, was the recording yeah. of, of the lines for Phantom Manor, but they were only used for the first few months of operation uh, before they reverted to all French. Uh, his laugh was still in the attraction, but his actual yeah. narration was, was you know, gone from 1992 onwards. So bringing that back, I think, was a nice touch. And, you know, the way they've kind of, mixed it together i think is is quite clever really yeah no definitely i'm glad to see him see him back excuse my yawning <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right no, we're only we're only, only eight minutes in already boring you um yeah. but no i think uh, you know vincent price especially for you know us in the uk and you know in certain parts of europe and america you know he was his voice was very much connected with you know things that were macabre um so it made perfect sense to to have him involved um you know obviously you know france is is one of those countries that you know dubs everything so vincent price's voice wouldn't have been so um recognizable for them and and also it was in English, like all of his narration was in English. So, you know that that was one of the things. It was the fact that there was no French in it at all that I think had kind of upset people, and that's why they they changed it. I think this is a nice balance of the two, yeah. definitely. Um, you know, there's new animatronic in there as well. Um, yeah, and I, see, I, mean, I think I think you probably hit the nail on the head more. It's not so much that people are don't like this new version. It's just that it doesn't feel they've done, you know, considering the amount of time it was down as well, that it justifies the changes they've made. Yeah. It just, it doesn't feel like it's really been plussed is the, the big problem I think for people. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you know, we'll find out when we get to go on it soon. Um, and happy to, we could have put a thing out to listeners. Well, we'll do it now. We'll do it on the podcast. So, um, you know, if you have been on it, let us know what you think. Um, contact us on Twitter, on the Facebook page, and uh, you know any comments that we'll get. We'll read out on the next show about that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because we we want to know more about it. Obviously, we're we're massive fans of of all the versions of the Haunted Mansion and Phantom Manor. So it'd be great to hear everybody's opinion on it. I don't think we'll be seeing any uh, Nightmare Before Christmas makeovers like we get in California, which is disappointing, but no. there you go. Um, anything else you wanted to touch on with Phantom Manor? No, I don't think so. I think that, that kind of covers it. The only thing I'm I'm kind of disappointed that they build that meet and greet at the front of it, and they don't really seem to have utilised it as well as they could have done. No, no. Uh, and also taking away the photo booth, which they put up there, which yeah. is a bit odd because... What was it there for? About a year, maybe. Yeah, wasn't particularly long, was it? We had a we used it uh, yeah. while we were there, but um, yeah, it didn't you know? It wasn't just something that they had made in five minutes. It seemed like it was going to be there a while. 
Yeah, the only, the only issue they had was that they did put it in front of the gates. Yeah, but you can move it, surely. Well, yeah, exactly, other than the fact that if you move it to the left as you're facing it, it would possibly block off that pathway. It would, yeah, you'd have to probably push it nearer to like the Molly Brown. Yeah. But so they could have done something with it, surely, rather than just get rid of it completely. It just seems. Well, a maybe it might pop up somewhere else as a as a different thing. They may, maybe they might put it in front of the building for Marvel Land <laughs> and turn it into something that's related. You have a photo of a Spider Man or something. Yeah, no, or a actually, it's not there. Yeah, no. Now you've said about actually changing what it does. Yes, I, I laughed initially because I thought, yeah, well, that, that's the perfect, you know, synergy and theming that they would do. But no, you're right. I think the technology was quite good. And yeah, maybe a Daily Bugle or something. Yeah. Involving you and Spider-Man could work. Yeah. 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 Um, so that that was the, the, the first thing we wanted to talk about. Um, the next thing I'm going to rely on you heavily for, because you've been looking into this a bit more, but that's the upcoming uh, festival, The Lion King. Yeah. Now... I'm not sure whether, because this has come from AD92, as we, we rely on them quite a lot for, for up-to-the-date stuff. But they've actually posted some, some food, but it actually says it's for Walt Disney World. Um, so I'm not sure whether we are getting any of it or some of it or none of it. Um, but it's quite interesting to see what they've, they've got planned for their Festival of the Lion King out there. Um, Which, to me, they're not making... You know, other than this food announcement, but you know, Disneyland Paris are you know this is a big thing for them. This is their, you know, they become very reliant on seasons. Yeah, in Disneyland Paris. Um, you know, we, we've noticed it more recently. We talked about it on a previous episode. All the the seasons they're going to be all they've announced for this year already. Um, yeah. but Disneyland Paris, you know, traditionally would normally do something for Easter. Would do Halloween, would do Christmas, and that was about it. And yeah. then we got Star Wars, then we got Marvel, um, and and now we're getting things like the Festival, the Lion King, and the and the Jungle. Yeah, that's the weird add-on that <laughs> the Lion King yeah. is is that. Um, but yeah, considering that they you know this is a, like a big big season for them, the Lion King stuff they're doing in Disney World seems to not have anywhere near the significance that it's being shown in Paris and yet seems to, you know, be doing a lot more in terms of, of food. Yeah. Then we're getting yeah. in Paris. We're getting I know I know we are getting some bits and pieces, but yeah, I was quite surprised with the the Disney World food offerings. Yeah, so the Disney World ones look look really interesting. So there's an ice cream cone that's got like jellied worms and bugs on it. Um, and a green cone, which is interesting. Um, we've seen the, you know, for Marvel, we've we've had a black cone, haven't we? Yeah, but for Star Wars as well. That was the the Vader ice cream that they did to start with. Um, and then they're doing Joffrey's look like they're doing like a Lion King shaped topping on the coffee, which is. Pretty simple, really. Mm. Um, they've got a Lion King cupcake, so it looks like when uh, Simba pushes his head through to make it look like he's got a great big king's mane. Yep. Um, they're basing that on that. Um, some Nala and Simba waffles, 
which I would imagine we po- might possibly get because they've been doing similar, haven't they, for Marvel? They have, although knowing Disneyland Paris as well as, as I do, it, it's more likely we'll get some kind of shortbread. <laughs> yeah, they that's love true. doing. They love doing a sh- like a shaped shortbread or biscuit yeah. rather than uh, special. Like they, they do things with waffles, but they they do love a biscuit over in Europe. Yeah, they they do. And that was about it from from Walt Disney World. The stuff that we we may get. Um, as I said, there's a couple of bits that the likelihood is we will get them. I would imagine we'll probably get some variant of the ice cream. Yeah, especially that time of year as well. Um, yeah. So I don't think this year there was a Star Wars ice cream, and probably because the season was earlier. Uh, but they did launch one for Marvel. Yeah. And there's a, there's a couple of other bits as well. There's uh, some other ice creams. It seems like Walt Disney World are serving the annual pass holders cocktail from Disneyland Paris as a Lion King drink. Interesting. So, definitely, it's very similar. It might be more slushy-like than juice-like, but it's very much the same colouring and, and flavourings by the look of it. Mm. Um, so, there's that. There's an ice cream sundae of, of some kind. Um, just looks like a plain, regular ice cream sundae. Um, another drink that I have no idea what it is. It looks like some kind of black currant drink. Um but they're also doing a uh, popcorn bucket in the shape of like a, an African drum. Yep. And a sipper cup as well. Now, normally I would say, there's no point talking about that. We're not going to get that kind of stuff. But we have started to get recently in Disneyland Paris a lot more things like popcorn buckets and sipper cups. Yeah. That does seem to, you know, they're not, normally exactly the same as the other parks you know the yeah. thanos gauntlet was um yeah but you know we have had popcorn buckets that haven't been exactly the same as, as other places but um you know that we never had popcorn buckets until a couple of years ago and i think that is possibly another influence of the buyout is yeah, that now definitely. we're now getting that kind of stuff that we never would have got before yeah no there definitely seems to certainly that that unique merchandise side of things um, has upped its game with the, the the sippers and the the popcorn buckets over the last few years. Probably since, the, as you say, since the buyout and the twenty fifth anniversary, I think they definitely stepped up yeah. on that side of things. I think that first stuff started around the the twenty fifth, didn't it, with the the Star Wars introduction with the the Tie Fighter. Uh, popcorn bucket was one of the first, I think, um, and they slowly progressed with that since. Yeah, because we had the, the Cinderella popcorn bucket as well, didn't we? Yes, it was uh, yeah. just as hard to get as it was in the other parks. Um, yeah, I never saw the appeal with that one personally, but that's the thing. I think sometimes you look at popcorn buckets and think, "Oh, I need that," and others you yeah. think, "Yeah, yeah, I can see who that might appeal to, but it's definitely not for me." Yeah, um, I remember back in the day going all out to get um, a hand solo in carbonite popcorn bucket, and yeah. it probably remains one of my my uh, my worst purchases from a, a Disneyland park. It was that it was just useless, it really yeah. was. It was, 
a great idea, just not very well uh, executed. I have to be honest, I bought the, the Chewbacca Stein popcorn bucket thing yeah. that they did um, yeah. earlier in the year, and that's ridiculous as well. You can't drink out of it because of how thick the plastic is. Yeah. You literally get like half a mouthful <laughs> at a time, and then that's about all you can get out of it. So that just that's just sat on the windowsill, to be honest. Yeah. I I've got a Boba Fett one from when I think it was when Star Wars Weekends was still a thing. Um but yeah, it's uh as you say, it, it looks great, not so great to, to execute. But then that's you could same argument with the uh the Infinity Gauntlet. Really. Yeah. You know, it's it's uh yeah, it's something that's great to look at, but is even though it's got straw, it's, it's still not really ideal. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Uh, lots of... But yeah, the uh, the drum looks quite good, to be honest, the popcorn bucket. So I may have to, if they've still got any left, if they do get them in Paris, when I head over in September, I may have to bring one of those home. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, can't, I can't blame you with that at all. Um, I suppose we should talk as well a bit about all of the stuff that's going on at the moment in especially the studios because yeah. uh, I know we touched on it the last episode, but even more construction, um, including uh, pa- the repainting of the art of animation. Yeah. Yeah. Turning into it's the home of frozen Yeah, um, for at least a few years. And we'll touch on that on, on another story, but yeah, that's going to be honor and Elsa's home for, for the next few years uh, at Disneyland Paris. Yeah. So definitely making a, a start on that. Look, that's meant to be open later this year, isn't it, for Christmas? Yeah, they haven't announced. Obviously, it's too soon to um, announce actual dates. But, um, yeah, it's. I mean, I think it will be open in time for the release of Frozen 2 in, yeah. uh, in November. But so. there is no firm date for that at the moment. No. Um, but another thing as well, which was quite interesting, is that um, well, I mean, not that that in itself is interesting, but Stinky Dog is closed at the moment for a, a refurb. Um, the, but they're actually using on the on the wall outside some of the artwork from California Adventure <laughs> for when they do construction. So I wonder yeah. if you know again, I wonder if this is going to be something that we're going to see more and more now, like a kind of universal. Um, you know, use of images across yeah. the parks because we've never had that before. No, and certainly with with parks like the studios, like California Adventure, like Hollywood Studios as well, they're all of a kind of a similar ilk of park. Um, so it's fairly easy to fit stuff in that looks alike. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I don't blame them. And, as, and again, across the, the Magic Kingdom parks, it would be fairly easy to use the same same format. Um, and we're going to see some of that soon uh, with with other Magic Kingdoms getting stuff. I know Disneyland, obviously, is getting Mickey and Minnie's Runaway, runaway Railway. I can never say that. <laughs> um, and the likelihood that Paris is going to get it as well at some point. Um we more than likely will see similar stuff in those parks as well. Yeah. One thing we haven't actually talked about, but happened last week was, um, 
they were they were you sorry they were projecting dreams on the castle after the closing time ah now interesting i saw some video of this i didn't i wasn't listening to the video so i don't know if they're actually playing the music or they're just doing the imaging um now uh, i was talking to ben about this they've just announced that illuminations will be with us into the christmas season so that's been extended because they they do this weird thing well i think it's weird anyway where they only announce the projections on the castle until certain dates and then they'll like oh it's been extended yeah which i've always found weird because i mean you know i don't know any time that there's not been a since they've started doing you know fireworks shows on the castle um i've not really known there to be any kind of breaks really Unless they're chain, you know, they're in between uh, productions, so yeah. it's always seemed odd. Just say it's running continuously until you decide to swap it out for something else. But yeah, I just thought it was interesting. They were doing dreams on there. Now, obviously, Mickey's ninetieth birthday, they brought back dreams apparently for one night only. Um, yeah, and they did because it went back to Illumination. Sure enough, the next day. Um, but yeah, I, I just wondered why they were doing it. No, it's it's interesting, and and you got to think that at some point they may revert back to dreams in the next few years, possibly as a stopgap. So here's the thing: because I didn't talk about this, um, I did not see Illuminations until I ca- I went on my last trip um, with Ryan back in what was it March, April time, and that was the first time I'd seen Illuminations. I had never seen it uh, since it. had replace dreams now my wife and daughter had seen it when ned gone just after it had launched but in the times that i'd been i'd either you know not been in the parts at the time or just couldn't bother to go back in or stay out whatever i just never seen it and because they weren't particularly keen on it and everyone else seemed to be a bit down on it um that was another reason not to but i thought i've got to go and see it um now you've seen Illuminations, haven't you? Yes. What What's your thoughts on Illuminations? Uh, I didn't think it was up to their usual standards across all parks. If I'm honest, um, it felt like it was a possibly a cheap cop out to put something new in for the 25th anniversary when they didn't have a lot of money. Hmm. I, I I I mean I didn't like it. <laughs> it's a short and simple. Um, I just I know dreams had been the 20th anniversary show, but people still liked it. I don't know why they had to change it. And the problem that I had with Illuminations and what Dreams did so well is Dreams had a story. Yeah, but like the entire show was a story. You know, like we've seen with Wishes and, you know, such before that, you know, all of those shows had some kind of story to them. This, to me, just felt like a collection of what Disney are doing now. Yeah. The only bit I kind of liked was the Star Wars bit. And even then, I felt a little bit like "Mm, they're shooting at the castle. Um, it just, it just didn't work. And the other problem I had with it as well is dreams. And just like what they've done with happily ever after, which is 
basically they've nicked dreams and just added to it. Yeah. Anyway, um, is that they have used the castle as a canvas and they have made things fit. You know, yeah. my favourite bit in, in Dreams was the the bit with the genie. Yeah. When the turrets turn into fireworks and kind of yeah. shot up. And, and it looked like, you know, because of, you know, obviously doing it at night and stuff like that, it looked like they'd actually flown off the castle. You know, the turrets yeah. actually turned into these things and flown off because you couldn't see them again. Um, you know, it was a very, very clever show. And illuminations looked like someone was just projecting film footage onto the castle. Yeah. It, it just didn't seem to fit. In fact, some bits of it don't fit at all. Yeah. You know, they, they, they go past the castle and it just looks all wrong. Yeah, I completely agree. And, uh, and for me, the major cop-out is that we've seen two new fireworks shows or nighttime spectaculars, as they, they like to call them these days. Yeah. Um, both at Walt Disney World and Disneyland, that hasn't just used the castle mm. and has projected elsewhere, whereas Paris, with a new show at the same time to celebrate an anniversary, didn't. And and literally just used the castle as this, this template when there was a lot more they could have done. I think just, so. you, look, you look at things like, as you say, Happily Ever After, Disneyland Forever, Mickey's Mix Magic out at Disneyland have used these projections all over the park, not even just down Main Street. Um, yet we get this tiny little show, despite the fact that we were the first ones to use that technology. Yeah, you would like to think that because they pioneered it, that they would be able to execute it. You know, I, I get, you know, even though... You know, I said like Dreams was still like really beloved, and it was, and it and it is. You you saw that from when they did it at the the 90th birthday. You know, that sold a load of tickets. You know, ticket sales were a bit slow, and they announced the return of Dreams for one night only, and suddenly it was sold out. Um, so it, you know, it had a loyal fan base, but they they came up with that. They had perfected that technology and how it worked on the castle, and then it was almost like they gave it to some intern. Uh, yeah. We need to do a new show now. Uh, can you put something together? And that, and they didn't know what they were doing. It just it just seemed so slapdash. Yeah. And I think what's no, even, I totally agree. Well, I think what's even worse is that you know when did it debut? Two years ago, or yeah, it must must be yeah, about it's two just years over ago. Two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and I don't know anyone that is really positive about Illuminations that see dreams. No. And um, and yet they. You you thought they might have like at least tinkered with it, yeah. They've just let it continue. It just seems yeah. so weird. Really and, and that's the thing you you see these other shows and they they take bits out and and put new bits in. You just have to look at things like World of Color. Mm. How many times that's changed since that started? Uh, California Adventure and and you look at this and it's two years in and wasn't particularly liked in the first place and haven't done anything with it. And the thing is, as well, you know, I didn't. I've still not been able to see in person the Star Wars projection show that they do um, on the Holly on the yeah Tower of Terror Hollywood yeah. Hotel. Um, but I've I've seen video of it. But I did see the the Goofy um, show that they did at Christmas. Yeah, and that's an awkward canvas. 
much more awkward, yeah. I think, than the castle because of the angles of it and you know what's what's on it and and stuff like that. And you know those shows look good. You know they yeah. they have made sure they fit on them and they've used it the, the best that they could. I mean, I was very impressed with the the Goofy show uh, in in you know the canvas they had and, and how they made it work and other than a, a couple of bits which they can't do anything about because of the you know the things that are stuck to the 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 side of the hotel like stairwells and stuff like that and um, it, it worked really really well as a canvas so they they still know how to use the technology and to how how to make it fit onto yeah. a building um it just seems they just can't be bothered to do anything on its premiere nighttime event yeah and especially without a parade or or anything like that at night um everything is concentrated on that one show yes um so you'd think that there'd be a bit bit more effort into it considering the amount of effort they put into their daytime parades and things like that mm. in in recent years um despite the fact that I don't like the current parade um I do still think some of the other parades are great Okay. Um, like the Halloween and Christmas ones, I, I love and and things like that. Um, I'm still not a massive fan of the the current daytime parade, but you can see the amount of work that's gone into it. Um, Do you mean the one with the the dragon? Yeah. Okay, it's interesting. I quite I, like that parade. I've only, ever, I've only ever stopped and watched it once. Hmm. I thought it's quite a nice parade actually, but yeah, I mean parades can be like that. Um, yeah. I think. The floats are getting better again. Yeah. And, you know, Disneyland Paris for a long time, I think for like at least 12 years, I think, uh, still had the same parade floats. So I was glad to see something new, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, no, exactly. Don't get me wrong. I just think overall, I don't I don't particularly enjoy it. I don't, I don't think that the song was particularly catchy compared to some. Mm. Um, and there's some great floats. Um, just comparing it to other ones that came around at the same time, like Tokyo's. Tokyo's is absolutely outstanding compared to that. Well, um, yeah, yeah. So their parades have always been a little bit different, but then I suppose they're not under the same umbrella, are they? No, they've got they a little aren't. bit more freedom. Yeah, than the others do. Um, also, I suppose going back to the studios, we should mention the. Um, there's a you know the the work on Armageddon is really uh, really kicked off now. Yeah, you know it does look like a uh, because it is a building site. Uh, <laughs> it does look like that. It's it's completely decimated. But um, somebody has spotted the old um, moon vehicle, though we call moon rover or whatever moon buggy. It's not yeah. buggy, is it? But uh, the vehicle yeah. that you can sit outside Armageddon is currently parked at the back of the London set of the mm. Studio Tram Tour. Mm. I suppose let's put it somewhere. Although, yeah. you, why not just stick it with the vehicles? Yeah. There's yeah, a parade of vehicles. <laughs> those those vehicles have all been in Disney films. That's been in a yeah. Disney film. Just stick it there with the others. Yeah. Oh, I suppose at least it's not been found in a bin or something like that, as they sometimes do with these uh, refurbishments. Yeah, at least it's not just been left to Rot. Well, yeah. Like Fantalusion was. Yeah. Or um, Mark Twain. Yeah. R.I.P. Mark Twain. 
you'll be back one yeah day. well that's something we we need to talk about because they have they have talked about that in recent weeks haven't they that it's it's going to take a complete rebuild oh it's it's a mess yeah, it's an absolute I think mess. They, they thought they were going to get away with just a partial rebuild, but it sounds like they are literally going to have to take it to the bare bones. Yeah, yeah, and, and basically start again with it. Yeah, it's... which it just doesn't make sense uh, as to why you would leave it to to get in that situation. Well, I suppose. It, it, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing it, it's down to budget. Um. And let's be honest, it's you know the, the riverboats are not one of the um, priority attractions in a park. They've no. had to do an awful lot of, of uh, refurbishments recently. Obviously, Phantom Man has been down forever, just come back up. Uh, Dumbo, at the moment, is completely like a skeleton. Um, yeah. Everything's been taken off for like an extensive refurbishment that was supposed to be reopened by now. It's been pushed back till late July, which um, it's not worrying, but um, that's gonna miss the start if that if that date sticks. It's gonna miss the start of the summer holidays, and yeah. that's quite a popular attraction in an already busy land. So they want to get that one, you know, back pronto. Really, yeah. Um, but you know, with all with all that kind of stuff going on, you know, money needs to be spent, and you know, the riverboats is just not an attraction that's high enough priority. But no. as you say, to kind, you know, and we, you know, we, we can only speculate as to how it's got in the state that it has. We don't know. We don't work on those kind of boats. We don't understand the no. you know the ins and outs. But you would have thought they'd have tried to have done something to at least stop further damage. Yeah, and exactly. They Surely have. they could have taken it into dry dock. Uh, well, I think that's what's caused it, is that, as you say, they they didn't. Yeah. And they just kind of, like, tarped it up or whatever and, and left it in the water, and I think that's done further damage. Yeah. Um So, yeah, like, it's, what, what's the um, a stitch in time saves nine? Yeah. That kind of works with this. Had they been a bit quicker on that, then... They wouldn't have had to have done as much as they're going to have to. But yeah. there you go, I suppose. Um, yeah. So the other big story, and the one that kind of broke today, is uh, the expansion, which we've already talked about, obviously, on this loads of times, but yeah. the expansion of um, you know Walt Disney Studios. And yeah. they've made a few, a few more announcements about it today. Uh, kind of went into details of a, a few other bits and pieces. So I thought we should really mention that. I think the the biggest one for me is the fact that they have confirmed that there's going to be two attractions, one in Star Wars, one in Frozen, yeah. one in Arendelle. Yeah. Um, now, I think when we first talked about this, when the announcement was first made, we had assumed that Disneyland Paris' Galaxy's Edge would probably be the biggest of the lot. Because yeah. they had, you know, almost as much land as they wanted. They had a lot more land available to them than they had at either Disneyland or uh, Hollywood Studios. Yeah, a lot more. And this is this this land has always been planned for an expansion. Mm. Whereas where they've where they've gone in, and the other parks haven't. No, it was just what was left. Just wasn't it? And where they could, yeah. yeah. So I'm a bit 
I want to say I'm a bit disappointed that they've announced that. Well, I am disappointed there's only going to be one ride, especially in Galaxy's Edge. Um, the only reason I'm not, I've got still some faith, is that they haven't announced what that attraction is going to be. No. And what they should be doing, if they're only going to put one attraction in there... It should be the Rise of the Resistance. No, I, I disagree. I actually think it should be something completely new. Mm, that, to me... Well, no, I don't think it will be either, but that, to me, is the only justification for it only having one ride. Because all anyone's going to think, if they put in Rise of the Resistance, is that this is going to be a poor version of the other galaxy's edges around the other parks. Well, see, I have a horrible feeling it won't even be Rise of the Resistance. You think it'd be Millennium um, Falcon? I th- yeah. Mm. I I think they're having issues with Rise of the Resistance as it is. Um, and I wonder whether they are going to look at it and go, do you know what? Let's just cut our losses and give them the one that's going to be easy to put in. Mm. I mean, this is now earmarked for 2025. Yeah. So that's later than they said it was going to be. Yeah. Initially. Uh, I think everything was supposed to open by 2024, wasn't it? In the original announcement. And we thought that's when Arendelle was going to open. So the fact that it's been pushed back further is not good news. And yeah, the facts are only... So I, I mean, yeah... To me, the delay, you know, might be because they're coming up with a new ride entirely. It might be. Because Rise of Resistance, as you say, is, is obviously uh, a bit problematic because it's been delayed in both uh, of the American parks. And I think Millennium Falcon just doesn't... I mean, Funny enough, like, I just recorded another, uh, another podcast and one of the questions I was asked on that was I had to choose between... Hagrid's magical motorcycle creature attraction. I can't. I can't remember what it's called. But, you know, <laughs> Just obviously. a couple of words the wrong way around. That was yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it was close enough. Um, yeah. Or Millennium Falcon. That was the options I was given, and I I went with Hagrid just because I've seen more of it, and yeah. what I what I have seen of Millennium Falcon doesn't inspire me too much. And it should do as a Star Wars fan. I should be like, well, yeah, clearly that's going to be the better ride. But I'm not actually entirely sure it will be. Um, It doesn't fill me with the excitement that a ride like that should do. And all eyes really are on Rise of the Resistance at this moment in time for me. You know, Millennium Falcon, I think, just sounds... From what we know of it, so far, which obviously isn't all the details, but it just feels a bit like Mission Space to me. Yeah. No, it definitely It seems like a cross between Mission Space and, and Star Tours. Yeah. And that doesn't scream e-ticket attraction, which is what no. it's supposed to be. And look, I said, you know, these rides aren't open yet. They could well be more spectacular than we imagined. You know, I don't think any of us yeah. expected um, that, you know, Pandora to, you know, have you know, Flight of Passage to be the ride that it, it was, or as yeah. spectacular as it was. So we, you know, could be pleasantly surprised, but it's just from what we know so far, it doesn't sound that inspiring. And so if that's the only attraction we're going to get there, that has got to be a disappointment, especially with it being so far away. 
Yeah, and and I think we have to take into consideration as well that this the Marvel expansion doesn't look like it's it's going to be massive either. I never expected the the Marvel exp- expansions being massive. If I'm honest, anyway, I thought they were going to pretty much fit everything in that they could now. The difference being that obviously they're doing something with uh, Lights Moses action, which will possibly reduce that footprint a little bit. And they'll also be doing something with Armageddon in yeah. terms of, you know, putting something brand new there. And, you know, I think we can see from the construction photos, they really are putting something brand new there. Yeah. Um, everything else I thought was going to kind of be retrofitted to the spaces they had anyway. Yeah. So I, I wasn't expecting a huge change in the, you know, I, I'm expecting a huge change in the look of that yeah. area but I didn't think it was going to be much bigger than it already was. So, no. uh, And I just mean in terms of it, they don't seem to be changing an awful amount. And, and I think I think people are going, do you know what? This is a lot of, lot of money mm. and seemingly not a lot for it at and, the moment. And, and the thing is, you would think, if you was looking at how well everything was doing at the moment, it would make more sense to make a much bigger Marvel land yeah. Then it would be Star Wars or Arendelle. Yeah. Because Marvel and the thing is, is well, up. they've they've got more bits that they could use that they seemingly aren't going to be. Um, like some of the restaurants aren't being changed in that area. We still don't know what they're doing with Stitch and and Disney Junior. Um, they seem to be forgotten that that's all part of that that same section. Um. We don't know. There might be something planned, but it just seems like they are taking a cheap way out a couple of times with this. Well, I I, I think we'll probably see Marvel Live remain a permanent feature Yeah. in some capacity. Whether they keep it as that show, whether they change it again, I don't know. Um, because obviously a show with actors costs a lot more to put on than a film. Yeah. Um, Saying that, I was very impressed. Although I wasn't that impressed with the show itself, the actual what they've done with the the building and the entrance to it is phenomenal. Yeah. When you go in there, um, but I can see that becoming more of a permanent thing rather than a seasonal thing as it is now. Yeah. Um, you know, there's been rumours of a Doctor Strange experience in one of those yeah. buildings, whether that's Stitch or or Playhouse Disney. Uh, Disney Junior live on stage, um, which could well be um, the restaurant. Restaurant the stars will become an Ant Man restaurant, yeah. which they've got to be very careful with. I think because they've yeah. got Ratatouille the other side. Yeah. Now, when you hear Ant Man, you think everything's going to be shrunk down. Yeah. You've already got a restaurant where that's its concept, not that you know in the same park, just a different area. Yeah. So, yeah, more than that. I think that's more coming down to the fact that they're also putting that in a California adventure. Mm. Um, and I think again, cheap way out. Let's use what we've already got. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I just don't think two restaurants with the same theme will, will be uh, no ideal. Um, but look, other than the, the fact that, you know, both uh, Arendelle and galaxy's edge will have one attraction. They also announced that the the mountain in Arendelle would be forty meters tall. 
Yeah. Which is about, about the same, same height as the Matterhorn. Yeah. That's just what I was going to ask you to confirm, but you just have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah which is interesting because there's talk that possibly Arendelle is also going into Disneyland. Oh. Um, and will sit next to the Matterhorn. Hmm. I mean, I, I still think we might get, you know, that the attraction there might be the Matterhorn. Yeah, it but might a well be. frozen themed version of the Matterhorn. Yeah. Or if it does, I hope the ride vehicles are updated because that. I mean, I've not, I've not been to Disneyland. I can only talk about everyone's experience of the Matterhorn, but they say it's a very rough ride. Yeah. Yeah, they haven't changed much since it opened. No. And that attraction's 50 years old. Yeah, it wasn't there on opening day, but it was it was fairly soon after. Mm. So that yeah. needs to change. Um, yeah. But they said that the the lake, because obviously the, the the big thing about that area and the reason why it's going to take years to build is because of the lake they're putting in there. Yeah. Um, and that's going to have <laughs> the press release says the latest tech in lighting, fountain, and sound for day and night shows. Interesting that they're going to do something during the day on it. Well, yeah, that's what I thought because, you know, what... I mean, sound, obviously, you can do any time of the day. That's that's fine. Yeah. Um, but light, lighting, mm. that doesn't tend to work so well during the day because lighting works really when it's dark. Yeah. So... And none of the other parks do anything during the day. No. Actually, tell a lie. California Adventure does. Yeah. Yeah, they have Goofy come out and conduct the fountains. Right. So fountains can work during the day. Yeah. Uh, fountains work any time of the day. We know that. Yeah. So you know, I, I think the problem, when you, especially when you get a, a press release that's written in a way that it is, because obviously it's it's bilingual. So maybe the translation isn't clear enough, or 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 something, but. I can't see them doing much with lighting during the day, but no. I could definitely do them, see them doing something with music to fountains. I mean, look, you've only got yeah. to look at the... I mean, you just said what they're doing in California area, but, you know, anyone that's seen the Bellagio fountains, you know, yeah. those fountains are synchronised to music and they, you know, there's various different um, patterns that the fountains go in depending on the music that's played at the time. Um, you know, it's all synchronised to music. And so it wouldn't surprise me if they did something similar there where like every half an hour or something, there'd be a different Disney song that was played and the fountains would dance accordingly. Yeah. Yeah. No, that'd be great if they did do something like that. Well, then it just like the, the lake at Epcot just kind of sits there, doesn't it? Yes. Um, and doesn't do it. There's nothing to it during the day. No. Um, so it would be good if they could do something like that, especially with the fact that that lake is going to be fairly empty. Other than Arendelle sitting at the top, um, for a long while they are going to have to try and do something to keep people there. I will be amazed if the the lake looks or is as big as the illustrations they've released so far have have made it out to be. Yeah, if I'm honest, because that at the moment that lake looks ginormous. Yeah, like two phantasmics. Yeah, at least it it looks ridiculous. So, I I wonder if they're going to build it as much as big as they say they're going to build it. Number one, because um, that would save money if they reduce the yeah. size of it anyway. Um, and look, let's be honest, depending on what you want to put on it, 
do you need it that big? Yeah. You know, that's that's the other Not thing. Not really. No. Yeah. Well, um, AD 92 is saying three hectares, I think, mm. um, for the size of the lake. So it is still a fair chunk. Um but yeah, as you say, possibly not quite as big as they're they're making it out to be. Mm. Um, I mean, interesting. It, yeah, they're talking about the lake as well, kind of serving as a bridge between the two worlds. Yeah. Because Galaxy's Edge, let's be honest, and, and Arendelle are at least years apart from each other. Yeah. So they've got to do something, but uh yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting. Um the only other thing of note as well is the fact they confirmed, not that we much of a surprise, that it'll be uh, shops, exclusive meetings yeah. with characters and food offerings. Yeah. Now, we're, obviously, because the hype is, is up at the moment for the opening of Galaxy's Edge in, what, a week? Yeah, in, in yeah Disneyland. next week. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, and obviously, Disney World's not far behind. So... We've obviously on other podcasts talked about things like the bottles that they're doing. Um, yeah. They released the prices for blue milk the other day. Yeah, they have released serving. a lot of the the menus and stuff. Yeah, so I would hope that they. I don't expect a like for like because you know different cultures, different you know food choices and stuff like that. But I would like to see more original food items in these lands. You know, theme to where yeah. they are more than, yeah. than these things. Um, as long as uh, Arendelle doesn't serve tuna and jelly, I'll be fine. <laughs> because that's uh, a Norwegian delicacy um, that I don't yeah. wish to ever eat again. Um, but um, yeah, I, I hope that they do that and not just fill it with a Star Wars burger or something again. Yeah, I, I really hope they do. They do take the step, like they like they did with Remy's. Mm. Um, Remy's was definitely a more themed selection. Obviously, not as much as say you find in Pandora or in, in Galaxy's Edge, but hopefully that they can use that step and and continue to improve it. Yeah, but let's be honest, like you know. Remy's is, is set in Paris and yeah. the menu was kind of designed to be reflective of food you would get in, in France. Yeah. Which, you know, is kind of what they've done. It's a limited yeah. menu, but at least it kind of fits in. There's no burger and yeah. chips on there. Um, but yeah, so I, I just, I just hope they, they think more outside the box and just do standard fare. You can get in other bits of the park. Yeah. You need some exclusive stuff, I think, to really keep people in yeah. there. Yeah, and it'd be interesting to see what what restaurants we get. Whether we get the sit down one that they've got in in the US parks, um, or whether it's just going to be quick service. Because Disneyland Paris does have a tendency just to to go, oh, let's just stick a quick service restaurant in, um, rather than than something a bit bit better, um, yes. or no restaurant at all. When you come to things like Toy Story Land and and things like that, they're very hit and miss. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see which route they go down with this, with both, in fact, because obviously there's a huge opportunity to put put something in Arendelle as a sit down meal as well. Well, it would make sense if they did some kind of 
um, you know, Cinderella's castle type affair where, yeah. you, you know, you get the characters from Frozen. Yeah. You yeah, know. definitely. Be, I mean, that'd be extremely popular. Um, yeah. But I can see them doing that. Yeah, no, I can as well. Yeah, definitely. Um, and and looking forward to seeing what drinks they have as well, because obviously, as we talked, blue green milk, um, lots of different cocktails and and beers and and stuff like that. Heading into to Galaxy's Edge in the US. Yeah. Was there anything else that you thought we should talk about? The only thing that that I kind of missed before we we started was the uh, the introduction of uh, actors into um, Walt Disney Studios. Um, in in the Hollywood section, we now got similar to what you have at Hollywood Studios in in Florida. There's now like um, a little acting troupe going around um, the land or yeah. the area. Um, so where they did the the little parade they did for um, Oswald and Ortenza the first time they they were in the parks. They did that little jazz show. Um, it's in that, that little area there in front of um, the Tower of Terror. Interesting. Um, and they've added like this little acting troupe, um, which is needed. I, I feel that's something that Paris lacks. Um, well, especially as he's a, supposed to be a studio. Yeah, exactly. Um, and even in in the main park as well, I, I tend to feel it lacks that connection. There's cast members obviously walking around, but not in the same way that you have people kind of acting like they should be. And, and another mention is, is Push's back yes, um, I saw in the him. studios as well as or part her. of this. Um, so they definitely seem to be going back down that, that line of, of a bit more interaction within the within the parks, which seems to have been missing for a while. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, I'm not sure what the deal is with Push, because obviously he came out of the American parks, yeah, and he hasn't come back, but he does kind of appear and disappear in Paris quite often. Yeah. So. No, he definitely does. And I think they're trying to, trying to make it a bit better, because obviously with Star Wars, you have the stormtroopers wandering around. Yes. Um, whereas with the Marvel stuff, there isn't any anybody that just walks around the around the park. They're all in shows or or things like that, or meet and greets. So this is a, a good step towards more interaction with with cast members and things like that. So I'm happy with it. It's it's quite nice. I like them at Hollywood Studios. So I'm glad to see it at, at Paris now. Yeah, and who knows when you know Marvel is you know fully done and complete. You know, it'll be interesting to see if we do get anyone walking around. Yeah, and that's different. California Adventure do when they do their their Marvel stuff. They do have characters that come out on kind of like a parade and then wander around talking to people. Yeah, um, which we don't seem to get here. Um, so it's a step in the right direction again, in mm. in changing that that mindset. I think. Well, they need to decide now is if they are going to turn. Tower of Terror into Marvel or they're gonna that will be the last stop before you get into the Marvel area yeah you know to me that is as much of the 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 entrance of the Marvel land as you can get to really yeah and especially if they are going to move 
and as far as we're aware, we've been told multiple times that the entrance to the, the studio tour is moving. Mm. That whole area kind of becomes obsolete as it is. Yes. It's no longer the entrance to a studio. No. As it is as it is now. Um so it's still to me it still makes sense that it will become mission breakout at some point. It would it would not surprise me at all. And I think the only reason they haven't announced it as yet is because of the recent repairs they've done to the the tower. Yeah. Which that was all down I think we discussed it in here was down to a lawsuit about it not being fit for purpose. Yeah. And so the original contractors had to put it back to how it was originally intended. And I think that's the only reason yeah. why we've not heard that included because that would obviously uh, kind of disrupt that agreement. So, yeah. you know, if you're thinking, you know, if you listen to this thinking that, well, the, the Tower of Terror has only just been refurbed, so therefore it's not going to change anytime soon, um, I think you might be in for an unpleasant surprise. Yeah, and I and I think that gives them the, a stronger base more than anything um, to be able to put other stuff on it. Yeah. And the refurb doesn't take long. I mean, it didn't take long in California and no. it's the same attraction. It's yeah, the same building. Exactly. It's the same ride system. So if they were going to convert it, it would be very quick to do. So I imagine that they'll do everything over there you know, they've already started on Armageddon to turn that into Spider-Man. Um, uh, Rock and Roller Coaster goes down 2nd of September yeah. uh, for good. So that will also be turning into Iron Man shortly thereafter. I think that's going to be quite a long refurb to that. I think they're going to actually change uh, the ride or certainly make alterations to the, the existing ride that's in there Honestly, at the Honestly, wouldn't surprise me if they don't just rip up the track completely. And replace it. It's probably due. It could be. It could be. It's uh, 2002 it opened, so it's coming up to 20 years. Yeah, and Um, it would make sense to do it before the new attraction goes in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Rather than take it down after after it's opened. No, of course. So I reckon once everything's almost done there, that's when they'll announce it turning into Guardians. I think it's got to be dead set. Once they've once they've got these other rides open, I think they will be willing to take Tower of Terror down. Yeah. So it's a shame, but at the same time, yeah. we know how successful the the new version has done in California, and yeah, uh, yeah I think it'll please people. So there you go. Yeah, and and it fits in the, the theme. Yeah, and as we've said, it's only half the ride yeah. as it is now. Um, so. We'll see. We're not saying we want it to go. I, I just, am. I think, I well, I just think it will go. I don't think there's really any choice in the matter. To be yeah. honest, yeah. I think they decided it a long time ago. Once they decided to put Marvel where they're putting it, um, I think that was that was the nail in the coffin for it. Now, the only other thing I I was going to mention before we wrap up, I had to mention before we wrapped up, was uh the recent 2D experience of Ratatouille. Yes. Now, this was apparently... Like, we weren't sure if they were testing it. Apparently, the reason for doing it was because the glasses cleaner had broken. Um, someone should really send a memo to Disneyland Paris to let them know that you can actually manually clean glasses as well. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> just get some extra bodies in there. Um, but yeah, for a couple of days while that machine was being repaired or, or whatever was happening to it, replaced, um, they had the attraction in 2D, which had a 50-50 split from what I could yeah. see on Twitter from people's reactions to it. Um, I wonder if this is really a test for the future. Um, we've seen in places like Universal that they've yeah, had... Yeah, Millennium Mayhem has now lost its its 3D in, in Hollywood. Yeah, and uh, also Forbidden Journey used to be in 3D there. Yeah. Now, having done both those attractions, um, Forbidden Journey in 2D and Minions in 3D, um, and how Forbidden Journey makes me feel, I think they probably took the 3D out because it probably made people feel green. Um, yeah. Minions, though, I and again, I've only experienced it in 3D, so I can't vouch, but I can't see why you would make that 2D because the, the kind of effects and everything really are supposed to be 3D. It's yeah. one of those 3D... I know you haven't done it, um, but it's one of those kind of 3D films that you get, you know, a, a, a traditional 3D theme park film where things yeah. pop out in your face and stuff like that. That's the purpose of them. So yeah. it, it, that seems a bit weird to me to do, but obviously they're putting Ratatouille in Epcot shortly. Yeah. And I wonder if that was a test for what they were going to do there. It might well be. Um, about a year out, I think, mm. uh, from Ratatouille opening. Um, so yeah, they probably would be in those those stages now of finalising the actual movie for the attraction and, and things like that. So it could well be. It could well have been a test for, for Epcot. Well, it's obviously a film that's suited for 2D. So I don't yeah. know if there's two versions of the film or if there is just a 3D version which they down-convert into 2D. You've only got to switch one projector off. Yeah. Uh, I believe to make that, that happen. Um you know, obviously you wouldn't have to worry about glass cleaning machines if you didn't have a 3D attraction, yeah. but you then would lose some of the effects. So, yeah, be be interesting to see why they've, you know, if, you know, that's one of the reasons for testing it is to see what people's feedback was. I don't know if they were actually, um, you know, no one said that they were kind of interviewed about it afterwards, like sometimes when you do attractions at theme parks, when they're doing something like that, they'll have people outside that will actually give you a survey to fill out. Yeah. To ask your opinions about things for them to make future, you know, plans and changes and whatnot. Um, so I don't think that's what they were actually doing, but I wonder if they're paying attention to the social media to see what people's reactions to it were. Yeah. Could well be. Hmm. Would you, you know, would you be, Sad to see Ratatouille go into 2D if that's what not really. I have to be honest, I don't think it would make that much difference to me. Mm. To be honest, last time I went on it, I didn't think the 3D was great anyway, mm-hmm. it had started to blur. Um, so no, it wouldn't, wouldn't make me overly sad, and in fact, it might make the queues a bit shorter, possibly. Yeah. So we shall see I'm hoping Ratatouille and Epcot will be open by the time I get out there next year 
Mm. Um, should be. Um, so I'll give their their version a test as well. Right, uh, that was it from me. Was there anything else from you? No, that was it. Well, I'm glad this uh, 20 minute episode we was going to record has gone on for the usual <laughs> uh, kind of length of an hour. So that's good. Yeah. Um, mm. But no, if if that's it, then we'll wrap this episode up. And uh, you know, thank you, dear listener, for downloading. Um, if you don't already, please like, subscribe, share. Um, not the American singer. I meant socially. Uh, let your friends know <laughs> about this podcast. And, um, you know, as I said earlier as well, if you want to get in touch, either to give us your views on the reopening of Phantom Manor or anything else, then you can find us on Twitter at DiscoverDLPPod. Uh, we've got a Facebook group, the official After Dark podcast network group as well. Links in the show notes. So uh, feel free to reach out. And if people still email, we do have an email address as well. Yeah, which is also discoverdlppod at uh, gmail.com so if you want to get in touch please do and we will see you for another episode very soon cheerio Network.